on all, all of those people you've, you've mentioned, um, and, and you mentioned it a couple of times earlier on, the chain of responsibility. So we've got all of those people in that, that transport chain, uh, the obvious ones, uh, the transport operator, the company that owns the trucks, the consigner, the uh, scheduler, the loader, the receiver, all those sorts of people. Is there anyone else in, in the chain that this legislation captures that it would be relevant sort of outside the transport industry? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the category that leaps to mind are consign- consignors and consignees. So a consignor and a consignee, you would, in one view, think couldn't be further away from the transport industry. They're a person who contracts a truck, contracts for their goods to be moved from A to B. Well, anyone in those industries, so, you know, probably one of the industries that's... Um, the greatest user of transport activities is the construction industry, for example. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens without a delivery happening on site. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you got concrete trucks, you got the flatbeds delivering timber, yeah. bricks, um, scaffolding, supplies, scaffolding, the whole shebang. So and even even if the construction company uh, they've bought uh, a bunch of bricks from Borrell or whoever, yeah. and they Borrell delivers it on a truck. Is that, can the, the construction company be involved in any Absolutely. heavy vehicle law matter? Absolutely. Because firstly, the consignor or consignee are specifically identified as a party in the chain of responsibility under the National Heavy Vehicle Law. The next level that the regulator will look at is what part did that party play in controlling the risk in the transport activity. So, for example, what instruction did the said construction company give for the loading of those goods on site? Did they arrange a um, container of building materials to be collected from the port and brought to site? So the transport operator might have limited control over how that container was packed, what's in the container, all of those things. Um, they put the container on board and say there's been a rollover. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Why has there been a rollover? The, you know, the container hasn't been packed properly, it's overloaded, who knows? But the regulator can come looking to the consignor, the person who had the most control over that container and prosecute them for breach of their primary safety duty under the National Heavy Vehicle Law because in the regulator's mind and the way this legislation is designed to work is the only party that could have known that that container was a risk during transportation or whether it's a pallet or whatever is the consignor. So wouldn't... I'd imagine that they'd turn around and say, but I just, I didn't load the container. I just bought a container of, of goods or I bought a pallet of bricks or, or whatever and I've gotten tolls or Linfox or some, you know, well-known uh, transport operator. They know what they're doing. I've got nothing to do with, with the truck. I just need it delivered. How how can they be pulled in to a prosecution? And, and how how is it possible that they can be responsible for 
something that really, you know, it's quite an arm's length position for them. They've, they've just ordered goods. We, you know, we, we all do online shopping and, and get yep. stuff delivered. It's, it's just a bigger version of that, isn't it? Well, you're right. It does seem extreme painted in that way, but this is a positive duty. It's a duty to eliminate the safety risk. So the law says you have to think about these things. As a consignee, have you got a long-standing relationship with your overseas supplier? Is If it's not a one-off uh, delivery, it's a delivery that's happening regularly, has there been a discussion? Uh, has there been a pre-loading survey? Um, it really is onerous and... And it's difficult to discharge this duty, but the law expects it. So if you're a company that uses a truck to transport anything on site and you haven't thought through whether that chain of transport is safe in every cent from door to door, then you've got some risk. And I mean, that goes back to what you were saying before. Construction companies are, are probably the leaders in knowing all about workplace health and safety because there's, you know, they have toolbox meetings, they've got safety foremen, they've got all those sorts of things. Is it a case of, of what you said before that they just need to have that scope of their health and safety procedures broadened and mention the right words, mention the heavy vehicle national law, uh, recognise that they could be in, in the chain and that they are taking steps to ensure safety because, again, it's, it's, it's just safety exactly. with trucks and safety exactly. in workplace health and safety. Is that, from a practical, you know, high-level point, all they really need to do? Well, yes, they need to specifically deal with it, so not roll it up mm-hmm. in their workplace health and safety, so have it as an addition, so an additional procedure to their workplace health and safety it, it may, in its objectives, look and sound the same because the whole objective is to reduce a safety risk. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that looks and sounds the same. But then I guess the, when we are talking before about the implementation of how you actually go about doing that, then thought needs to be given to which part of this do I have control over? Mm-hmm. And that's what it boils down to is what part do you have control over have we thought about that and have we done something about that to eliminate that risk? So the courts are not going to expect and the law does not expect a party has no control over a particular part of the transport activity to, to deal with it. For example, there's going to be, if that truck hasn't been maintained properly mm-hmm. that you're using as a, as a construction company, well, that's not your responsibility and if there's a problem, that truck rolls over because of lack of maintenance. Um, it has a tire blowout. It hasn't, you know, had its regular checks. Well, as the as the consignee or consignor involved in that truck consignment, you you're not going to be responsible for lack of maintenance of that truck. Mm-hmm. So it's to do with. But if you, uh, as the company, uh, arranged the packing of the container or the restraint of the load on the on the vehicle or lack thereof you had some control or some eyes over that then you're in trouble so yeah what about uh, on unloading at the site if you're involved the construction company so you've uh, you've bought your bricks from from borrow they're on the back of a truck they rock up um and you've got a forklift on site and you 
or, or one of your contractors does and you're involved in the unloading of that vehicle, that, that puts you firmly in the chain? Absolutely. And what about time constraints? Because, you know, everyone always wants their stuff delivered yesterday um, and building particularly, you know, there could be very um, tight deadlines uh, for, for progress of, of buildings. They might need certain materials delivered at a very specific time. Otherwise, it's going to hold up the whole project. Um, would that be an element that the law would consider you've got control? You know, if you're on the phone barking orders at the the transport company that's delivering you uh, trusses or something like that, and you, you know, I need the driver here yesterday, that driver's in an accident because he was speeding. Could that be something that simple land you in hot water? Absolutely. In fact, there's a special area um, of prosecution for that kind of behaviour under the National Heavy Vehicle Law. So there's a provision which, um, well, there's a, um, a number of provisions which deal with contractual requirements that potentially give rise to a breach of the National Heavy Vehicle Law. So if you have a requirement in your contractual arrangements mm-hmm. that require the, the delivery in a time-sensitive way uh, that don't recognise the National Heavy Vehicle Law obligations, then arguably just by having that contract, you're in breach. Wow. So, I mean, it's... it's, it's so they've, they've sort of thought of everything with this law. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have. There, there's so many moving parts um, yeah, that we've, we've talked about and there's, there seems to be a law for all of them. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, when the consumer laws came in and... You know, and obviously they've been updated and revised, and and uh, you know as as time's gone on. But it's it's similar in you know I look at it and think oh it's it, they've taken bits and pieces from from everywhere, because if you've got terms and conditions that uh, ignore Australian consumer laws, mm-hmm. then that contract is void, or arguably you've um, you know or worse <laughs> you've yep. breached the Australian consumer law. It's similar here. So if you've got a contract or a consignment note that doesn't heed these laws, you're in breach. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, the, it, there's so many layers to it. So the I think the takeaway of, of that point is that heavy vehicle national law is not just for trucks. Anyone that, that basically comes into contact with trucks uh, may or may not have... A position in that chain of responsibility but they need to look really hard to see what their operations look like and work out if they are in that chain and if they are in the chain they really do need to have procedures that address that properly and you know even from a contractual point of view before anything's happened they can write a document that puts them in breach of of the law absolutely and if they've not done all of those things you've just mentioned the risk is there and it's real. The regulator wants this law to be used throughout corporate Australia to remedy safety risks in the transport industry. So mm-hmm. we are seeing more and more innovative prosecutions against companies who are not transport operators. The idea behind it is, you know, we're, we're working on the transport industry, but we're not going to be exclusively looking shining the light on the transport industry we want the whole of corporate australia mm-hmm. to collectively work to improve the culture and the safety risk because i guess at the end of the day fatalities on our roads mm. in connection with 
heavy vehicles and, you know, on work sites are not going away mm. and they're not reducing. And it really is, um, you know, unlike, say, a construction site, which, uh, you know, the people that are going to come into contact with that construction site are going to be limited, but there's trucks on, on every road everywhere. It, mm. it really does affect and or can affect anybody that goes anywhere near a road. Exactly. So it, it makes sense that um, the law is, is making it everyone's problem. Exactly. And that, that, that's the exact point. It's everyone's problem. Mm. Because Australia, you know, unlike other enormous land-based countries, you know, relies almost entirely on its roads for transport. I mean, there's a rail network, but it's limited. Mm. Coastal shipping is almost non-existent. So to get anything anywhere, it's with our transport industry. 